Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. I love Thanksgiving. Oh, me too. Because you eat, you don't have to buy any presents. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to fight. I'll fight, and here's my hat. Mm-hmm. Tulsi, what are you doing? You're going to jump off that? He's like, nope, drops trowel. Mm-hmm. And then he said one day he had nine cavities once. What the hell's he oh. doing? No enamel. Mm-hmm. Just going down to fix the basement. Go and fix the furnace again, guys. <laughs> Daddy, the furnace breaks down every night. Mm-hmm. Daddy, that skunk's back again. Yeah, he, we Daddy like the skunk. Mm-hmm. Queen Mum dead? She's, Queen Mum dead. Yeah. Bye-bye, Queen Mum. Mm-hmm. It's stuff and talk. Oh, I'll new watch NFL, man. Oh, f- you. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Presented by Coors Light. Number one in the world. Dad. Dad. It's the Jay and Dan podcast. Your uh, cologne or body wash or oh, whatever yeah. you call it. Like it's overpowering. Perfect. It's like I'm doing a podcast with Brian Mudrick. <laughs> Holy man, it's strong. What is that, Axe? I lathered up pretty good. I think it's called like Bin 55 or something. Found it at a hotel. I really like you the smell it. of it. No, I uh, ordered her up on the old... No, it wasn't on Amazon. I had to go to their actual store. It wasn't cheap. How much? I think it was like $80. You paid $80 mm-hmm. for uh, one tube of body wash. Yeah, I'll take a picture. I'll, uh, I'll Why? send it to you. This is the most out-of-character thing I've ever heard from you. What... Oh, no, no. This is... What's my going last, on? Why would you do that? My last two years in L.A., come on, I was spending money like a drunken sailor. So. Yeah, but but hold on. What, $80 mm-hmm. for body wash? How big? It changed my life. It's like, uh, yay big? It's so like, a foot big? So it's like a Dove uh, <laughs> body wash that you get for $5 at Shoppers. $80. But... Every time is it I, tickling around no, no. some of the sensitive Every areas? time I use it, I think back of that trip. I think of that hotel. It's worth it. It has changed my life. Okay. It has changed my life. All right. Well, that's good. Hey, you got to treat yourself. Treat yourself every once in a while. It is pungent, though. Okay. Pungent in a good way? It's like it doesn't smell bad. Okay, it just good, smells good, like good. you doused yourself in cologne. Okay. No, I did. So <laughs> I'm glad it doesn't pungently bad. Pungently bad. Dan's $80 body wash. If for 80 bucks, I want a woman to scrub me down. Well, they could probably hose you down like Silkwood style. That doesn't sound as good. you ever seen Silkwood? Yeah, and that's not what I want. Oh. (laughs) Come on, it'll be fun. Sometimes you need a good scrub. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've never had like a body. Oh, no, I did go to a Turkish bath once. (laughs) I did do that. That was weird. Is that where they flog you? They like they With leaves. No, no, no. They like scrub you down, like get rid of the skin, the dead skin. But it's like old dudes. The whole thing. Tell me more. The whole thing screamed. My erections have returned. The whole thing screamed. I need to leave now before. I don't think I. This is a good idea for anyone. Um, want to say a big happy birthday to big podcast fan Sydney O'Toole. What? Oh, she doesn't know this uh, podcast exists, but anyway, happy birthday to Sydney. Oh, yes. My it turns, turns 10. 10. Wow. The double ditch. Did you see that picture I sent out on the old Instagrams? Yes, a of picture you and of her. her on the desk. Yep. Man, I've, we've worked here a long time. Yes, we have. Well, we skipped a few years. <laughs> then we came back. Sitting on the Sports Center desk. Anyway, so I uh, took Sydney, um, her sister, and um, uh, her sister Ruby, and my niece uh, Sarah. We went into the big smoke. Went to a bi- Turkish bath. Went to Toronto for uh, <laughs> Saturday night. Went and saw Harry Potter in concert, which was they played the second Harry Potter movie with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra playing the score live. Oh, okay. That's so I'm like, I know, that's what I said. I'm like, okay, whatever, the big Harry Potter fans. But the conductor comes out at the beginning. He says, you would think we want you to be silent during this. We want the opposite. You see a character you like, go nuts. You see a character you hate, boo. You laugh at something you want to laugh at. The play, everyone was so into it. And it changed my mind about Harry Potter. Everyone was like, like, you, Harry. No, no, they all. You, Harry Potter, and your glasses. But the uh, the blonde kid? I don't know any of their names. Blonde kid, so he's an evil kid, but he got booze, and but he also got people cheering. Double door suck my Oh, 
you. So, so it was a good interactive experience. Banger, Ron Weasley. Sony Center could use a bit of a refurbishment. Refurbishment. <laughs> they uh, need a new carpets. That's where I saw the Wiggles the week before. How was how was that? Oh, great! Yeah, it was an awesome show. It was it was Were good. Were people booing during that? Hey, f- you, Simon. F- you, Emma. Toot, toot, chugga, chugga, my ass. Here's an honest question. Were any people there without children? <laughs> I hope not, or that would be very creepy. But some Come people on, are into that. Like some people are into Disney, but they don't have kids. It's a little different, though, because this is for specifically for preschoolers. So if... <laughs> Like, Disney's different because that should appeal to all ages, the movies, everything. Whereas the Wiggles is a specific preschool band. So if there are adults okay. there without children, those adults should probably be in jail. They're, they worked hard. They worked their asses off up there. They really did. They did a great job. And then this past weekend, Dan, took uh, my wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, New York City. Oh, easy. I love oh, Time. We went, went for one to a night. Giants game. Went to the Giants game. No, no, we were back. We went to the Jets game. We were back before. Well, no, no, we were in the, at the airport. Oh, you went to the Rangers game. Did not go to a single sport sporting event. So you flew to flew to do what? There's another network in Canada that uh, has a slogan fueled by sport. Okay. This know. isn't Europe. It's sports fueled by sports. Like when people talk about, oh, do you love sport? That's like someone who came from Europe, right? Oh, I'm big into sport. It's Go sports. sport. Oh, I love sport. Uh, or I, you could call someone that. Hey, sport. That would be fine. Are you on the same side as me? I refuse to say one nil in soccer. We're in North America. I say one nothing. I'm fine with that, I guess. And I do say it on the highlights. I, I think I'm coming around to your way of thinking on that, though. But like I'm... It's more. It's easier to just go along with the vernacular I find than make a big deal about it because it's almost worse if you if you come out and be like one nothing, then later on the field instead of the pitch or whatever, then people are like, oh, I never watched soccer before, ass munch, <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Blank slate. That's a shout out. Anyway, uh, continue. New York. Great time. God, it was fun. What a great city. But different. We were discussing this. Now that we've lived in America, Dan, it's different going back to America. It I haven't feels, been back since I left, I'm afraid. It feels uh, not... Ex- you know, before, there was sort of a certain exoticness to the CVS pharmacies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the different stores oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, this is just like coming home, kind of. You know, it's kind of interesting. So it was different. It was a different feeling. We went to an incredible restaurant, Le Bernardin. What a place that was. Best meal I've ever had in my life. It was incredible. $80. It has changed my life. $80. <laughs> the same price as your body wash. Um, did you uh, see any <laughs> products at the CVS where you said, oh, I can't get that in Canada? No, I, we didn't go into the CVS. No. Uh, I, I, we just walked by one. But it just brought me back a little bit. And for anyone that didn't know, CVS is just like shoppers. Yeah, it's a shoppers down there. But the one thing that uh, my wife always points out. My wife... She always says, why do they have carpet in the CVS? I always say that, too. Why do they have carpet? I've asked employees that. I'm like, why do you have carpet? They're like, I don't know. Every store has it. But I'm like, you must have to change that every three months. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's that that like indoor-outdoor carpet. It's like felt. (laughs) It's so bad. It might as well be AstroTurf. Oh, so it's dumb. garbage. I don't get it. Who, who said, like, maybe they are part owners in a carpet company that they get that order? I don't know, but it's uh, it's rancid. Maybe throw uh, throw some tiles down. Yeah, because you you, you, someone throws some concrete. Up. People oh. that come in there are usually sick or something's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all sick. You want to clean up as soon as they're out of there. Or they're going to buy some $80 body wash. Yeah, they don't sell that there. Yeah. Um, hey, so when we got back from Toronto... Arrive at my house, go to the front door, and I'm like, what's this? Someone took a dump on your uh, front Close. stoop. <laughs> there was a, a lace, a black lace hockey skate. Panties? Oh, go on. R- wrapped around the doorknob. A black lace? A black hockey? skate lace. A black, okay. Wrapped around the, our front doorknob. 
What does that mean? Hmm. Maybe asked, someone was going for a skate and then they switched out their laces and they're like, what do I do with this thing? Oh, there's a knob. But there's, it's not cold. No one's skating down the street. Yeah, that's true. There was no laces line. We've never had any black skate laces in the house. Maybe so someone was just bored. Or maybe someone wants to f- Dulcy. Oh, and then I, so I put the Twitter poll up and some people are like, seriously responded, that means they're preparing for a home invasion. Really? I'm like, what? Cool. At least you get to prepare. So what, <laughs> but how? He said, yeah, they're just checking to see if everyone's coming and going. I'm like, what? Oh, wow. I'm just reading more into his tweet, but that's. Is that how he talked? <laughs> like, yeah. like Emperor Palpatine in uh, Star Wars? So anyway, dealing with that issue. So that's as far as it went? I got the lace You're inside You're terrified now. of this, aren't you? This is what happens when you go move to a small town. No, but I know all my neighbors, so I'm going to go uh, quiz them. Maybe it's Bickle. I text Bickle. I said, hey, Bickle, what's going on? Is this a code for something? Yeah. This is Brian Bickle who uh, lives in the area. And he said, uh, not that I know of. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> don't text me again. Ever. Who is this? I don't know. This is a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my golly jesus that's funny <laughs> pickle uh i hope uh i hope you guys hang around together there a lot go to some different lace parties be white laces <laughs> black laces maybe there's yellowish tinge skate laces like ovi does he still wear those right right the yellowish ones yeah, a lot of lace parties. They all mean different sexual activities are going to take place at this residence soon. Oh, give him the old slap shot. Yeah. Oh. Go <laughs> five hole. <laughs> oh, by golly, Jesus. <laughs> but that's the thing. Everyone kind of assumes that all that crazy swinger stuff happens in their small town. Like, I remember when I was growing up in Athabee, there was always rumors that the uh, the local electrician... <laughs> And his wife. They all they had He's like really swinger parties. He's yeah, really getting plugged in. Yeah, they were having swinger parties. Did anyone confirm? Why not, eh? I don't know. You know, what I always found with those small town rumors is uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. So I'm assuming there's a lot of <laughs> going on out in the electrical. But again, you always hear electrical. these rumors, but you never know anyone that's been to these, oh, but wild sex party. Oh, show me. Someone, someone tell me they've seen it with their own eyes. Take me to the sex party. <laughs> Do me. Well, if it's up your arse, you'd know. Bang me. Yeah. So, hey, we haven't mentioned who our guests are today. This is huge. Hold on to your horse. Well, I guess if you're watching the, or listening to this podcast, it's already in the description. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think now people who subscribe to this podcast, maybe sometimes they just fire it up and don't even see who's on it. Stoff, what do you think? Totally agree. By the way, Stoff saw something today that blew my mind. Okay. Wasn't a lace on a door. It was... Because Christoph uh, runs the show on Landsberg in the morning on TSN 1050. Yep. Stoff, you got to explain the bet here. I'll, I'll do a poor job of it. Essentially, Naylor and Landsberg, back when Naylor was on the show, made a bet uh, pitting Justin Smoke versus Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, Naylor had Smoke to beat him in more offensive categories. Uh, if Naylor won the bet, Landsberg would have to mow his lawn. If Naylor lost the bet, he would have to go to Landsberg's spin class. Uh, so today was lawn mowing day at the Naylor residence, and it was the first time ever Michael Landsberg mowed a lawn. What? Think about that. He's never mowed a lawn. Not a single lawn in his entire life. Do we Not have once. video evidence of this? There is video evidence online, yes. So is he like going in a zigzag formation? He, he did struggle somewhat. There was, it was an electric mower and there was a cord involved. So, oh, no. Uh, oh, Wait, no, Naylor's no, got an electric mower? Yeah, he doesn't have much of a lawn either. Still. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, but in Toronto, you got to be careful, right? You can't have like a oh, big ga- ass gas mower. Okay. Your neighbors will be like, oh, Olivia Chow will be here in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by golly, Jesus. <laughs> Never... She'll shut this Ow. How long did it take him to mow the lawn? <laughs> I think he did it for about a segment, like 15 minutes. But oh, so he didn't even do the whole lawn? Uh, not exactly. Oh, that's no. bullshit. Yeah, he'll be going back. It, so, to sum up, Michael Landsberg's father is a dentist, and the last time he went to the dentist himself, he had nine cavities. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then he lost a bet, had to mow a lawn, and had never mowed a lawn in his entire life. How lo- Landsberg's got to be 
50, mid-50s? I guess. I don't know. Looks pretty good for his age. A lot of, lot of rotten teeth, but other than that, looks pretty good. That's a great detail. Uh, and what a bet. I like that bet. Oh, f- you. <laughs> did we mention who our guest was? Sorry, Tulsi. I don't think we did. <laughs> Taggart and Torrance. Oh, this is great. So, obviously, Jeremy Taggart's been a long time well-loved yeah. guest on the show. And when we used to be in the other studio, he was our first ever in-studio guest on the original podcast. What was your first impression of Jeremy Taggart when you met him, Stoff? Uh, super easygoing guy. Good Ma- guy. Maybe a little crazy? Uh, maybe a little, but in a good way, though. Yeah, I like that. Crazy in a good way. Crazy like a fox. And then uh, his partner in crime on the TNT Taggart and Torrens podcast, Jonathan Torrens. You know what? I don't think... So Jonathan's been on our podcast a bunch. We've done a, a ton of stuff with him. I don't think we've ever met in person, he and I. Pretty sure we haven't. I'm trying to... I think I have met him. Or have I? <laughs> I, I want you to go I up to him and say, him? have I met you before? <laughs> have I? Wow, so this is uh, this is great. I don't think I've met him either. Grew up watching him on TV. Street yeah. Sense. Uh, Street Sense was such a good show. That's fit for the pit. Like, such an entertaining book. And they, he should be pitching that to Netflix. Bring that back. Well, he talks about it. in the, So they have a new book, Canadianity. That and it's is, out now. It is out to this. now. Yeah, it's supposed to be out on the 17th, but I believe it's already in bookstores everywhere. And uh, I highly recommend it. I, I read it. I really enjoyed it. I uh, would highly recommend it for a, for a gift for the holidays or just to enjoy yourself right now. Canadianity. They write really well together. So we're going to talk to them about that. I can't wait to read that. We bo- both uh, wrote a little uh, quote for the back of the book. Now, another thing he talks about, Jonathan Torrance, in the book, is working on Trailer Park Boys. Of course, he was J-Rock. Hilarious. Thank you. Sad news, Toolsy. Yes. On Monday. Uh, Mr. Leahy. John Dunsworth passed away. Passed away at the age of 71. 1080. What's a 1080? Shut the f*** up. Captain <laughs> <laughs> Shatacular. The winds of shit are in the air. You know what a shit barometer is, Bob? Who? Measures the shit pressure in the air. You can feel it. Listen, Bob. Hear that? The sounds of the whispering winds of shit. Feel that? Feel what, Mr. Lee? The way the shit clings to the air, Randy. Shit clings to the air? It's already started, my dear good friend. What started, Mr. Lee? The shit blizzard. What a legend. And uh, as I tweeted to Maple Syrup Shots, uh, good friends of ours, I said he will go down as one of the most iconic TV characters right up there with Mr. Dressup. Who would you say? So you got Mr. Dressup. He's in the top five for right. Canadian iconic characters. Doc Roberts from Danger Bay, of course. Mr. Leahy. Okay. The Edison Twins. That's two. That rounds out the five? That's it. That's all of them. But, okay, how about top ten? <laughs> Friendly Giant? Yeah, he's up there. Uh, Casey and Finnegan. Bob and Doug. Wayne and Schuster. A lot of ants. Jay and Dan. John O'Vision. Oh, yeah, John, for sure. Um, that's it. That's all of them. That's all the big Canadian stars. Okay. Does he have, as the book, do they touch upon Mr. Dressup or the Friendly Giant? They, uh, I can't remember if they specifically touch on those things, but they talk, they, uh, Canadianity, they talk about everything. Hal and Joanne. Oh, yeah. Right? They talk about Danger Bay at one point. <laughs> Danger Bay, if you never saw it, uh, can we play that theme song? Oh, I don't even remember the theme song. It was pretty. There's always incredible. a. It's always a marine disaster, though. There's always well, a, a whale breached or yeah, something. There's something going on. A lot of <laughs> going down in Vancouver tub. at the Vancouver Aquarium. Yes. Look at Doc Roberts here. He's got an otter and he's punching some guy. Oh, you got a bullet out of there. What, did he save a beaver there? Yeah, saved a couple of beavers. This week on Danger Bay, Doc saves another beaver. Now, that's Susan Walden, 
she play, played JL, and uh, that was the love interest. It was like they stretched it out for seven seasons, and finally they banged. And here's that little weasel, Jonah, his kid, Christopher Crab. <laughs> Christy Crab. Chris Crab. Now, this is uh, Ocean Hellman. We all had a crush on her as kids. Uh, she is, I believe, one of the heirs of the Hellman mayonnaise fortune. Big fan. Hellman's mayonnaise. And then this, Hagen begs as Dr. George Dunbar for sure tried to bang Hellman at one point. Oh, big hugs. CBC had it going on. And uh, we've Check discussed this before. One of our colleagues once appeared on that show. Corey Warren played Jonah's best buddy. I think he was on a few episodes. Yeah. And then he was murdered by a whale. Yeah, that's right. A whale came out of the ocean and was just like, Oh, oh by golly, Jesus. <laughs> and just swallowed Corey whole. <laughs> and that was the end of the episode. And then they went right to end credits. It was abrupt. <laughs> they were all celebrating the successful rescue of another beaver dam. And uh, whale came up, swallowed Corey. Roll credits. There's a uh, street I just... Uh realized just down the road for me beaver street that'd be a great address that'd be a good name for a canadian sitcom beaver street beaver street okay like coronation street or like street sense but why not eh? instead of street sense it's beaver street why don't you uh why don't we write a pilot for a new canadian sitcom beaver street who doesn't watch that what happens on beaver street just a lot of tying laces around doorknobs so yeah that's one of the mysteries in one of the episodes yeah, what John is John Smith comes home to 24 Beaver Street. Right. And he discovers something's amiss. Who stars in Beaver Street? That maybe Jono would star in it. He'd be great. Or, I know an idea. Ocean Hellman plays his wife. So we do it like it's a dateline, but it's fictional. So he's the host of the Canadian dateline. Okay. And it's called Beaver and Street. And everything happens on Beaver Street, but no one ever alludes Why to the fact... Why does anyone live there? Exactly. No one ever alludes to the fact that all these murders and shoelaces are all happening on the same street, and Jono's hosting each one. Real estate listing is like four bed, three bath, immaculate, few murders. Come on, it'll be fun. <laughs> uh, can we call uh, you may mo- You may move to Beaver Street, but you'll make sure you won't go. You can come to Beaver Street, but you'll never leave. Beaver Street, Thursdays on CBC. I think we got it. Hey, Netflix, you got all that cash. Come a call in, and if you steal that idea, we'll sue. Starring Jonathan Torrance, Ocean Hellman, and Sarah Pauly. Beaver Street. Who's the mayor of the town? Uh, Olivia Chow, in her first acting role. No, it'd be Sukian Lee. Sukian Lee, who played Olivia Chow once. Sook Yin Lee as Mayor Lee. Oh, speaking of politicians, I heard Justin Trudeau on the radio the other day. I live and breathe. He has not gotten any better at the public <laughs> speaking. I'm sorry. I'm hopefully he's listening to this, but Justin, uh, our Prime Minister, yeah, just everything is like this, even though he's just speaking to normal people. Maybe that's how he was taught to speak by his parents. Hey. Seems like a nice guy, though, I guess. Wears funky socks. Funky socks. That's another name for one of the episodes on Beaver Street. Yeah. Why, why, does, uh, why does Sarah Polly wear those weird socks? That'd be, the, that'd be the premise of that episode. I think we got something there. Engineer Jim, have you ever, uh, have you ever seen the, the TV show Danger Bay? No, I've never, I've never seen it. I heard you guys talk about it on uh, the old pod. Oh, it's good. But Chris, yeah. Christoph, you know, can we play? The, can we play you the theme song? Yeah, you break this down. Tell us uh, if you would have approved this recording. Okay. A lot of synth, very eighties production. Very 80s. Okay, break that down. What's going on there? That's uh, just one guy working in a studio by himself on a synthesizer, right? Definitely. But it, but back then, Jim, could you do that? Like, they didn't have Pro Tools and stuff. Like, could one guy have oh, recorded... Yeah, but- 
Oh, sure, absolutely. They have, you know, uh, back then, uh, Digital Performer was a popular uh, program that guys used to program synths and Cubase. A lot of the English cats used uh, Logic, you know, the early forms of it. Yeah, there was there was definitely ways to program it. Were, were there music like that or uh, themes to shows or to, sh- to anything in which you were involved in and you look back and you're like, oh, my God, that was a mess? Or what were we doing? <laughs> well, uh, back when I had a band called Funky Socks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> that, that was my band, Funky Socks. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, uh, I got to work on some pretty cool stuff. I guess early on when I was trying to do some of my own stuff, I'd probably go, what the hell was I thinking? But, uh, I, I lucked out. I got to work with some really amazing composers. You worked on, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, correct? I worked on Star Trek The Next Generation. I did like the first three or four seasons with Captain Picard. Amazing. And, and uh, oh, yeah, I got to work uh, um, with Maurice Jarre on a bunch of movies. Uh, Fatal Attraction was one of the movies I got to work on. That was, that was a big deal. I got to work on uh, the Miami Vice movie. All, all sorts of really cool stuff. Grumpier old men. Oh, oh wow. boy. What a movie. Burgess yeah. Meredith. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the Miami. When you say Miami Vice movie, you mean like the original Don Johnson, Philip Michael Thomas, not the, uh, what's his name, Colin Farrell, Jamie Foxx no, one. That, I worked on that one. Oh, and the that Colin movie. Farrell, Jamie Foxx one. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. So that was so weird how that was a movie. Like, like. And I, and I worked on Heat. Oh, so you worked on some Michael Mann stuff? Yeah, Michael Mann. That's a he just an awesome movie, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. How yeah, did how I did I not know that? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good response. The, the river runs deep, my friend. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Hey, um. Uh, have you been checking in on Ben Teller lately? We're getting worried about him. He's started up an Instagram account uh, uh, dating in L.A. I I saw that. I saw him post a few things. I was getting a little concerned about him. Uh, looks like he's starting to go a little left on us, I think. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, hey, can we play Six Degrees? I don't know if we've yeah, ever done sure. this. I've really got into Howard Stern. I never listened to Howard Stern, but I've become a big fan because when he has uh, people in there, his interview style is exactly how my brain works. He's just like rat-a-tat-tat all over the place. So he had Billy Corrigan on um, on today. Of the oh, Smashing, the Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Yeah, so a great interview. So I wanted to get your thoughts, knowing I was coming into this, if you have any... Um, any dealings with Billy Corrigan or and or the Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, yeah. I do have six degrees. Uh, I, again, uh, I, I never worked with Smashing Pumpkins, but uh, I worked in uh, studios uh, where they did. Uh, I guess was it Siamese Dream? Yeah. That was and, their uh, and, second record that was the one that had today on it. Yeah, and I worked on uh, uh, in a studio where I guess they did Gish, maybe. Yeah, it was their first uh, record. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one uh, the, with the moon, like with the stars, the album cover with like the... the that was their huge the hit. Stuff. Yeah, that was Melancholy and the Infinite Melancholy. Sadness. Yes. That's yes. that's when he started so, to take his pretension to levels that people were barely able to tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh... So, uh, um, you know, he and he worked with uh, Butch Vig on some of that stuff. That's right. And um, 
so uh, there's a studio not far from Fox over, like, in Santa Monica, West L.A., a studio called The Village Recorder. Uh, really great studio. Unbelievable records have been done there. They did a lot of Fleetwood Mac's rumors there. And just, I mean, the list of records goes on and on and on. When uh, Lennon had his lost weekend out here for several months the beatles had camped out there and leonard had camped out there amazing um yeah really cool place um it was actually owned by the hormel chili family that's so hilarious isn't that crazy and do they just buy it like literally as an investment thing like or or were they passionate about music or do you do you know like like that's just such a i i I think one of the sons was passionate about music, right? And I think you know the family was like, "Yeah, we could we could invest in this. Let's see where it goes." You That's know? amazing. I love that. Yeah. One thing I always heard Jim about Billy Corgan, and I don't know if he talked about this, Toolsy. I always remember see, hearing an interview with that Darcy Retsky, the bass player, the beautiful blonde woman. Yeah, and how she said that in. On the records, Billy Corgan would play all the instruments because he was a better musician than all the people he had hired as musicians in the band. Um, well, he did talk during the interview about how he, how the band, they had good reason to hate him, and then he's like apologized, and they are now friends. And he actually discussed how he called Darcy and apologized. She said, "No, if you weren't in that place during all our recordings, we would never have got any of those songs." So. But uh, he can't read music. I do know that. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. You know, and uh, we have Darcy to thank for a lot of rock chick bass players. You're right. Days. You're right. Or or yeah. Kim Deal, too, from the Pixies. Yes, absolutely. No question about it. You gotta, but you but you're right. Since then, we've had a lot of uh, great uh, female bassists. And they all seem to have, to harmonize great, you know, beautifully with their male counterparts. And uh, yeah, you're right. That's so true. She was she was cool. Yeah. It was a cool looking band because you had James Eha, you know, on the guitar, yeah. and then him, and and then Corgan struck a quite a striking figure as just a, looked like Mr. Clean, and then you had Retsky. <laughs> right. Silver Sun Pickups. They also have uh, a female bass player. Silver Sun Pickups out of California. Yeah, right. they're they're a cool uh, band. I like yep. them. And then that, yep. uh, who was the drummer for the Smashing Pumpkins? Jimmy Chamberlain, I think his name was. He was a, yeah, had some heroin issues. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously, uh, I believe the, the, the keyboard player, he, he, I think, OD'd and died. Oh, I think I remember that. Was that. on tour with them. I think he was the brother of, uh, I don't know if it was Wendy or Lisa, but remember Wendy and Lisa that played with Prince. That's he right. Was he was like Dr. Something, people. right? Wasn't he... Yeah. He would wear, like, scrubs. I don't, was that the guy? I don't know if that was the guy or uh, not. I'm not sure but, if he was, like, did stuff for Smashing Pumpkins, but you're right. I think that guy did die. Well, I'm sure we'll get someone I didn't know us. if it was the the guy who did this was wore the scrubs. Was that the guy? I wasn't sure it was the same guy. I don't know. I don't know. But but uh, anyways, he he and Chamberlain had obviously messed around with. Uh, they were they were getting into the old heroin there and uh, yeah. on the road and um, you know uh, they obviously he died but. Um, the guy replacing Jimmy Chamberlain for a while in the band, who has subsequently toured with them for a number of years whenever Corgan goes out, is uh, Kenny Arnoff. You know, the, the bald-headed guy that played in John Cougar Mellencamp for years? You would see him in the videos. I can't remember I don't him. Know if you... uh, anyways, uh, Kenny's like a big, big session drummer plays on everybody's records. He's been torn with John Fogarty now for, I don't even know, probably the last five or ten years. Um, but uh, he he kind of took over in the band and was torn with them for a while, while when they were going out. And Kenny, I've done a couple of records with him. Uh, he played on, I did the Jefferson Airplane reunion album. Wow. And, and 
Kenny was the drummer on that record. And uh, I did a couple Eddie Money records that uh, Kenny Take me from. home tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Jim, I wanted to know, uh, we get the international feed for the baseball playoffs up here, uh, and I'm always interested and uh, excited to see your work, but we can't see it on the Fox broadcast. So what music are you guys using? Uh, Are you using one artist or using a bunch for the baseball playoffs this year? Uh, uh, Yes. Oh, my God. Total brain fart. Uh, You know, they do the song Believer. Uh, Believer. Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Dragons. Imagine yeah, they're pretty big right now. My daughters yeah. love them. So we're using uh, we use Imagine Dragons, kind of like the the artists that we're using a lot, and uh, we're using some killers as well. Uh, there's some some pretty good music uh, going on for the for the baseball stuff right now. Hey, Tulsi, I have a question for you. Did um, did Stern and Billy Corgan talk about uh, his love of wrestling and the fact that he was like? Wasn't he commissioner of the ECW or something? Again, I'm in and out of the car, so I joined it at times. They were talking a lot about his childhood. How he, get out of here! Yeah, really? I think he like at one point was yeah. the commissioner of some, like not the WWE, but it was something like that. Yeah, right? he I, he commissioned or he bought it. I think he may have bought it. Let's I I'll, that's what the Googles are for. Yeah, we'll Google that. We'll, oh my god, I have to check that out. He's kind of a big guy, isn't he? Isn't Corgan like? I didn't realize that till I, I saw him at a basketball game or something. But he's like, I think six two or something. Oh, really? He's like a big yeah, guy, big it, Cubs it, fan, big Chicago guy, big Cubs fan. I know that. Yeah, loves his Cubbies. Yeah. Hey, Jim, what was the deal with that uh, Pearl Jam doc on FS1? What was? Why did that end up there? Do you know anything about that? I, I you know what? I don't. I, I was just as surprised as you guys. I have no idea how that got there. So very quickly, and, we'll uh, just tell our uh, Canadian listeners we can watch uh, our old network FS1 here at work because we get all the American. Uh, uh, satellite and uh, yeah, um, the other night after a, a baseball game, there's a Pearl Jam doc called Corduroy, and it's fantastic. I mean, they're interviewing all the band. They've got amazing footage. They had their first show in Chicago, like their very first show. Yeah. They have footage of that. Um, it was cool. Yeah, interesting programming yeah. choice. You know, uh, the, they had uh, the record release party for Ten. Uh, there used to be a club. It was like the place to hang out uh and it moved around to a couple of different locations in hollywood but uh back in the day there was a club called the cat club and uh meow ricky rockman kind of it was like his weekly thing and there would always be like the who's who of of metal bands hanging out at the Cat Club and meow. All the Guns guys used to go all the time, and it was like the total rock scene back in the late '80s, early '90s. And uh, I remember Duff telling me, "Oh yeah, my buddies up in Seattle, they have this band, and they're having a record release party at the Cat Club. Wow, uh, we gotta go." And I went with them. And it was a Pearl Jam record release for 10. Wow. And they were phenomenal. And it was seeing them in a bar with like 300 people. That's so and, cool. Oh, and they played the whole record. And it was it was easily one of the best concerts I've ever seen. I'm they so impressed. Unbelievable. I'm so impressed with Duff for, uh, for lending his support to another Pacific Northwest group of guys like that. Oh, he's uh, he's tight with all those guys, you know, um, the Soundgarden guys, everybody up there, Alice in Chains. He's from there, yeah. So you know, he 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 grew up with all those guys, and they all kind of had different bands together, and they all hung in the same circles. They're all very tight. I've got a so, I've uh, got an update on Bill Corgan. 2011, okay. he entered the world of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. founding Chicago-based Resistance Pro Wrestling. He later joined Total Nonstop Action That's Wrestling, what it is, TNA. now known as Impact Wrestling, in 2015, yes. becoming its president in August 2016. After leaving TNA in November 2016, Corgan purchased the National Wrestling Alliance, NWA, gaining its ownership in October 2017. It's amazing. 
gaining no its ownership. Way. Wow. That's awesome. He loves wrestling. Like, he's all over it. Wow. Yeah, wow. pretty neat. You, you, I mean, I wouldn't get that from the guy who was that kind of pretentious I know. guy yeah. back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, he's so pretentious. I mean, I mean, this is... I don't know. It just goes to show you. Don't judge a book by its cover. You wouldn't think Toolsy would be buying $80 body washes, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> it has changed my life. Uh, Engineer Jim, we thank you for coming on. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to need to get some of that body yeah. wash. Yeah, Toolsy, oh, yeah. you got to send it's him good. a link. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'm going to try it. I want to know what it's like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring just a whiff of it. Well, I brought all, a big whiff of he it. He brought in. a whiff in when he walked into this tiny studio. Because the thing is, Jim, I've never known Dan to, you know, I've been working with Dan for 15 years. I've never known him to smell like anything, really. Like, and what, I mean that he, as a compliment. What, what's he like? Well, he doesn't smell like doesn't anything. doesn't have a smell. No smell to him, which is the highest compliment Thank you can you. pay a person. That's great. Uh, that is a very high compliment. <laughs> right? You never, you, that's your ultimate yeah. goal is to smell like nothing. Dan O'Toole is the non-smeller. Smellless. <laughs> Coming up on CBS after NCIS Los Angeles. And then it's I, smellless. But then I also can't smell myself, so I walk in, I'm like, I can't smell anything. Unscented. <laughs> Tuesdays on CBS. Here you go. Dan O'Toole is unscented. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You got to do the theme for that one, Jim. Yeah, you've got to put that together on a synth. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> definitely. <laughs> well, uh, get home safe, my friend, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Chat we'll soon, see you, my buddy. friend. Uh, we might be seeing him because we're going out to a wedding there in November. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We should uh, or- organize a uh, Sunday brunch. Yeah, a little reunion brunch, a boozy one. That'll be fun, and then we come back and do the show Monday night. Yeah, oh, we'll be Guns. a mess. Yeah, I'm going Still straight. Drunk. I've already. Uh, I just booked my ticket. I'm going straight from the airport to our show that night on the Monday. Straight from the airport to the show. I think I'm flying back on the Sunday. Nah, I'm getting an extra night in there. Extra night for tools. Okay, so, so far, Netflix or CTV, we've yeah. come up with two shows, Beaver Street and now Unscented. Unscented. Looks like we're uh, taking our share of that half billion dollar pie. Yeah. So give us our share of the Why pie. Why Okay, so we're going to go to uh, our Taggart and Torrens interview now. So this is, they aren't going to be in studio, but we are walking over right now to do our TV interview with them. <laughs> We are going to insert that interview into our podcast, but we're going to get producer Tim, because there's a lot of chatter and a lot of hanging out before the cameras roll. That's right. So we're going to get him to have our mics on from the moment they sit down till the end, and then you can hear the setup uh, to the interview, the actual interview, and then our goodbyes, and that'll be inserted here. I'll kill your dog. Okay, hopefully that won't happen. Perfect. So enjoy that. Um, Well, I guess, no, let's play that and then we'll come out and wrap things up. Okay. Here's the interview. Hey, here they are. This is long overdue. Can I be the first to say that? Uh, Now, we were discussing on the podcast, we haven't officially met. We haven't met face to face. No. Aren't I underwhelming? You actually are (laughs) overwhelming. Go on. Beauty. And you're pretty shiny, too, in a good way. Yeah. You, I, you're my really T-zone is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Taggart, we were mentioning, he was the, our first in-studio guest yeah, on our podcast. That's true. Yeah. Ever. Ever. It's Ever. like you got, you got the rosacea gold and you got the old school gold. Yeah, yeah. Right? There you go. That's it. That's right. how we do. That's a good <laughs> thing, right? Shiny. Shiny and old. So this is the preamble. Beautiful. We are going to do a TV interview because you thought we were just going to air the audio. Yeah. Okay. We're actually, so this is where we're rocking the pod right now. We're rocking the pod. This is rocking the pod. Just the audio. So I can get comfy because it's just the so audio. We can, yeah. yeah. We can actually say <laughs> that, like, if it wasn't for a Sobeys bag story, yeah, the TNT podcast might not be here. You guys figure more prominently into our. I mean, success in italics. And I think people know. <laughs> yeah. In your, well, at least into the history of how you came together, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I came on and we had so much fun and we're mm-hmm. all pretty much the same age. Mm-hmm. But when I heard him, I was like, well, this is going to be a lot easier if I team up with this guy. Yeah. And as soon as we started, it was it made perfect sense. I'm um, Jonathan uh, Glenn, one of our camera guys. He's he worked on the one show I don't think the only Canadian show you never appeared on, Little as Hobo. 
I auditioned to play the dog. <laughs> it came down to me in London. Yeah, yeah. And producers just went with the shininess in his eyes. And it was hard, hard to argue in a way, yeah, right? I Is know. that when you audition for so many things and certain roles, you're like, you know what? Let the other dog have true it. True story. So I auditioned for Diefenbaker on Due South. Didn't get that either. <laughs> this is actually true. I auditioned for the show Traders. Oh, Remember, okay. it was a show on Global about yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. associates. Yeah. I didn't get the job because, quote, I wasn't Asian enough. Okay. Hmm. Not Asian enough. Wasn't that no, I'm not enough. Asian? It was that I'm no. not Asian enough. You got a smidge of Asian in you. <laughs> got a bit. Did you know it was there? Talk Did you Asian? audition for He Shoots, He Scores? Never. No. You mean Lan Cibu? <laughs> that was the French version of it on uh, the Quebec. And why did everyone right? watch? What about, what why about? did everyone watch? Because it was on before Bleu Nuit. <laughs> and, and there was and there was nudity. Yeah, you saw yeah. that. Yeah. What about a little CBC remember, remember, nudity? Remember Brothers by Choice? Remember that one? Brothers, Brothers by Choice. No. Did you audition for that one? <laughs> no, I never did. I don't remember so that one. Deep. Like, someone out there is dying right now. Uh, They're like, you're kidding me. You did not say that. Uh, we were uh, riffing on new uh, Coors Light um, uh, handles. Oh. Coors Light. Slogans. Bite into one. Bite into one? Bite into a frosty like, one. As in, like, a, a sh- like to just get right. Like, how about a, a kegsy? Fire down me a kegsy for a week and a half. Remember that story? <laughs> yes. It was Coors. In Manhattan Beach. I drank. A keg That's of right. Coors by yourself. Oh, Ten man. days. When Sean Avery went to Paris with Rachel Hunter. Yeah. He canceled oh, the party. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yes, like, Sam. Hey, the headliner left. You got to take left. that down. The headliner left. I got to yeah. try and pick it up. Here. Yeah, you can't let that thing no. go undrank. No. Okay. Now we go. we're going to start the uh, the TV interview. Oh, okay. Oh. Hey. And here we are in the Coors side seats with newly crowned authors of Canadianity, Jeremy Taggart, Jonathan Torrance. Their book, is now on shelves. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks so much. Is that what the table's for? Yeah. That's where we put products. Sort of perilously balance it on top. No, but look at that. Remember Campfire Notebook? Yeah. Can we break down this photo? What's going on here? I'll tell you what. Listen, if anybody wants to know, like, this is what you call a good time right there. Yeah. That's what you that call is, Chad Kroger looking mad. It's like yeah. somebody said to me, it's like, who brings a floor tom to a, a, a campfire? And I say, who doesn't These bring guys. A floor and tom? A few questions. It looks so like you... me with Roy Orbison yeah. around the campfire. <laughs> the ghost of Roy Orbison. Yeah. You, brought the, tra- by you brought the camping trailer, but no one's setting it up. The tent trailer, that's tent. right. Yeah, don't, we don't need don't tents. Need a we, setup. Yeah, we go, we rough it. Don't you yeah. pound a few frosty soldiers and sing Wonderwall around the fire yeah. and then set up the tent that's trailer? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's the only that way to get it. You've never been camping. Okay. And then we like, you know, you don't need a tent if you know like seven Tom Petty songs. You don't need a tent. You just go till 5 a.m. and pass out. Seven songs like, will take you till let's 5. Let's do Great Wide Open one more, one time. more time. Thoughts on camping? Fantastic. Yeah. I'm late to the camping party, but... But he's a glamper, though. He's I not don't a know camper. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have a bus. So we right. travel. He goes to L.L. Yeah. Bean and plugs in. <laughs> a and they bus? Have a, they have like like a, a school bus? Yeah. Like an RV. <laughs> like a, We're an RV yeah. family. It has that's, bunk beds, and oh, I take my nice. family he's when I'm working on He's a 1 800 Gorving guy. Yeah, I go Gorving. I love, I love, <laughs> he's a Gorving. You are a big Gorving. Guy. Guys, Gorving. stop the meeting. I've got the campaign. 1 800 Gorving. Let's get this thing out tonight. Uh, let's talk about this book. Yeah. How did the book come together? I got to say, it's so terrific. I highly recommend this book. You read it. I actually read the book. I read it yet. No, that's okay. I don't Dan, expect you Dan to read it. Dan doesn't read, though. No. Dan doesn't read, yeah. in his defense. I know, that's fine. You haven't not, read Anchor Boy yet. Not a big no, reader. I'll get, I'll get to it. You'll get to it. You'll get to, you, you'll get to all There's of them There's enough stories that I think you'll appreciate. Oh, I'm going to love it. I like Plus, this. you guys are name-checked in there. Yeah. You're so many times. We were, we were name-checked a ton in there. Also name-checked in there. And uh, God rest his soul, John Dunsworth, who passed away today. Oh. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this, because you talk about Mr. Leahy, and you worked with him on Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Man, you talk about him in such glowing terms, just about what a professional he was, but also how much he appreciated the success that you guys had on the show. John Dunsworth was a theater actor in Halifax from the 50s, and he did it because he had a love of the craft and a commitment to it that I don't know if I've ever seen anyone else that, that loved it as much as he did. So no one got it more than John when Trailer Park took off a bit. A lot of the new actors in the cast, you know, didn't have any reference point for what it felt like. For John, this was lightning in a bottle and he knew it more than anyone. 
and he was a hell of a Scrabble player and an incredible <laughs> actor. You and said when you beat him in Scrabble, it was like a it great, was a huge kick. It was a great moment for you. Here he is in yeah. one anecdote. Say we were at a restaurant, he'd go over to the table beside us and put his pinky in the person's food and say, "What is this you're eating?" <laughs> Just to see how they would react. The world was an experiment for John. Yeah. And I, I just said this on social media. We should all try to approach life with even a fraction of the wonder that he did. Very yeah. intelligent guy. And people probably wouldn't know the guy didn't drink. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. I didn't like, know He that. played that character just from absolute understanding of how a banged up guy would act. <laughs> yeah. Like he really, really got it. He, yeah. he got into it. Yeah. I mean, he really well, plus, got into like, it. Plus, there were scenes where, okay, uh, you would type, because I've worked as a writer on the show, you know, uh, Mr. Leahy is in the shower in his underpants, and he'd get in there and say, like, these things are getting soggy, and just fire them off. <laughs> yeah. And let people digitally pixelate it after the fact, but... The, the kind of sweet thing is, I'm thinking about Pat Roach a lot tonight, who plays Randy, because the lines between their characters and, and their personalities in real life started to blur over the years. They, they toured together, and yeah. one would make the sandwiches, and one would drive, and one would book the flights, and the other would, you know, advance the shows. Yeah. And they, they really were... Um, a love sure. affair yeah. in, a, in a strange way, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy, it. we're in a studio you spent a lot of time in, because Off the Record used to shoot here, and yeah. you're a regular guest on that. Yeah, I'm not yelling right now. That's, uh, I'm not yelling at <laughs> Yeah, Gabe. Landsberg was always yelling, yelling at, at Gabe Morenzi. Gabe Morenzi. <laughs> yeah. That's not, not happening right now. Storm and Norman yeah. Rumack no, or something I'm like not uh, chatting up the best new albums with Aaron. Yeah, Aaron but Aaron's Bronstetter. still here. Our bus. Now he's Aaron Bronstetter is uh, our UFC guy. And he's a genius. I love yeah. him. Yeah, so yeah, there's still the the buds are still here. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone's doing. It's all great. good. Man. I have the distinction of being the worst guest in the history of Off the Record. Why? That's why? True. Tell us why. Come on, now tell us. That's why. true. I was just talking about this. The the producer who pulled me aside and was prepping the show said, "We're looking for people that don't know everything about sports." Because like Oz. I can't. I can't cost, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with cost. these stats guys. Like, I like sports as much as the next guy, but I, I'm not stats guy. And they said, no, we're looking for, like, the whole Tom Green irreverent thing. Just don't be afraid to get in there. <laughs> and so every time Landsberg asked me a question, I, I tried to be like... <laughs> and I could see the look in his eyes like, I don't, what is wrong with you? And I didn't find out till years later that I ruined Christmas. <laughs> you... You were, was that the beginning of the end for Off yeah, the Record? Yeah, is that why Off the Record's Maybe. Off the air. Maybe. That's why it's, it's Off the Air now. Six years. Maybe. After that episode. Is this appearance by, by the two of you a death knell? No, for no, 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 no. You're just getting no, started. No, no. God willing. Oh. It feels better since you guys have <laughs> yeah. been back. Oh, it's great oh, to be back. Yeah. It's good to be back. Now, you guys are, are hitting the road again. This yeah. is something you've started to do. You're touring. You're taking uh, the podcast uh, onto the stage. Uh, can you take us through that process? Because when you first started doing it, were you surprised at the reaction? Was it something that you just kind of worked with as time went on and sort of well, kind of worked with the reaction? Well, is essentially a weekly, hour-long phone conversation that we have. And as you guys know, we record our files separately, send them to Tim Oxford, who's the drummer in our Kells. Mm -hmm. And wherever he is out on tour, he tries to find Wi-Fi to He's cobble like it together and get it on the internet. Coachella, <laughs> is there anything? putting together our like, episodes. Like, can you put together episodes? Actually, I'm I'm on in like five minutes at Lollapalooza. Can you give me a it's minute? It's got to be here? an easier way. Yeah. His priorities are really out of whack, frankly. <laughs> so we didn't know it would translate. It was essentially an hour-long phone conversation. It felt like a party line at the cottage with all these people listening in. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, a lot of the silly games that we play lend themselves to a live environment, so people come to be part of the show play games like Canadian Tire Flyer, Lower or Higher, where we just mm -hmm. read a product in the flyer and you have to guess Lower or Higher. But hey, you throw hey, some hey. like... Grab boots, steel toe, thirty nine ninety nine. dollars Lower or higher? Higher. Higher. He's right. He's right. There was no like tense. No, no I know my... Yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't even know how to talk. Tulsi's good with numbers. You don't want to play <laughs> him in that game. But when you get into like Wankel rotary engines and like <laughs> uh, truck um, things like that. And if you're playing for a quarter chicken dinner, things change. Your mind Mindset, you get a little bit convoluted. Way, you brought up a party line. My mom just told me this weekend her friend still has a party line. How's that possible? There are party lines still really? existing in this country. In like, rural Canada? Yeah. Really? No, yeah. it's downtown Peterborough, Ontario. Are you well, serious? To some people, that's still That's rural. a perv, Dan. <laughs> what is there's it with a perv in the house listening <laughs> in. There's, there's something about Peterborough. There's a pervy line. Hey, yeah. well, Dan had something familiar today because Dan has moved to rural Canada. Yeah, yeah. big time. And, and he had someone tie a, uh, a skate lace around his doorknob. 
I arrived uh, home. That's not a euphemism. A, they actually did that. Am is I missing like, something? What does that mean? What does that mean? A skate lace like around a, your doorknob. Like, yeah. I figure like a that's hockey like, skate lace. That could be like heavy Canadianity to the point where I don't even know. Maybe. Yeah. That's like rural, rural beyond Canadianity. Do you think it's a swingers thing? Oh, well, okay. Maybe. Yeah. That's not where I was yeah. going. Because if you see sneakers over a power line, you know what that means. That's heroin, right? Yeah. 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 Or yeah. you might go in the K-hole. Like, right. That's what the kids are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I don't know what a skate lace means. Skate lace. Yeah, was there know. a wedding ring on there? No, the nothing. Chance? Just a skate Look lace. Look at that. And it was a brand that's, new skate lace. That's log 56. Uh, one, <laughs> one sentence each on log why people should 56. buy this book. Canadians are the best, and this book will tell you why. We have bot ambassadors in every province, including Jay Onright, yep. who nailed down spots in every province that are a little bit off the beaten track that you should check out. Pre- Figure pretty, it out. Pretty much west of Winnipeg. Well, Winnipeg West, I, I was helping out with. Yeah. You were really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I really mean it. You guys, it's hard to write a book together, isn't it? It really is, yes. And but- you guys weaved your voices so beautifully together. It comes across amazing on the page. Thank I love the book. I think you. it's awesome. Dan, you're going to want to read it someday. Yes. I'm going to. Hopefully, I can take this copy home. You know what? Why don't we perform an audio book for you live? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, that was fun. <laughs> Hilarious stuff. Those were some great tales. I just realized I've been bleeding on my shin uh, through this whole podcast. Okay. But here's what you're doing. You're using Lysol disinfecting wipes on your leg. Well, at least I'm being clean. But the Lysol's going straight into your bloodstream. That's okay. Is it bad? Is that bad for me? Clean blood. Fridays on CTV. Fridays on CTV. Clean blood. We don't know who murdered this person. This blood is too clean. I've never seen anything like it. The blood is crystal clear. Like water. Clean blood. Fridays after the Big Bang Theory. And on scented. <laughs> and well, stay yeah, tuned for the premiere from- of Beaver Street. And Beaver Street later. Plus. <laughs> Sports Center with Jay and Dan. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been a blast. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, uh, Jeremy Taggart, Jonathan Torrens. Thank you, Engineer Jim. Uh, and uh, this cri- podcast done in the memory of Mr. Leahy again. Uh, very sad passing. A legend. Christoph, thank you. Always a pleasure. Good right. guy. Uh, and thanks to our sponsor, Coors Light. Uh, have a nice cold one. Or, no, that's... Have a nice cold one. <laughs> Coors Light. Have a nice cold one. Coors Light. Grab a hold of that train. <laughs> <laughs> that was Shinetti. Coors Light. Come here, Shenanigans. Choo-choo. <laughs> He's loving it. Let's hear another one, Toolsy. Coors Light. Beep, beep. Wrong sound. <laughs> Coors Light. Get that in your <laughs> gullet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Thanks for listening. Yeah. They're going home.
This is the Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by Coors Light. 